Three, two, one, go. Hey, it's Bibster and the Ginger Podcast. Uh, as you guys heard the last episode, if you just got done listening, uh, we are gingerless this episode as well. He'll be back next week. He's busy with, he just switched some stuff at work. So we'll get into that later, yada, yada. Anyway, we have another guest on this episode. We have Julian Stahl, who is the owner, starter, founder, whatever you want to call it, of Midwest Super Cub. They deal with lawn tractor pullers. And that's always been something I've always thought was kind of cool. So... Julie, you want to introduce yourself, kind of say, you know, kind of talk about what you've been doing and what what you got started with in that scene? Hi, yeah. Hi, hey, everybody. This is Julian Stahl here. Um, just, yeah, we I started this tractor pulling, guard tractor pulling in about 1970. And um, started with like a little Massey tractor. Okay. And uh, it was uh, my first pulling with like an 86 feet because it was really ill prepared for what it, what pulling was all about. But, uh-huh. Um, it was, it was, uh, it gave me the desire to go further and try to make it, try to make it better, you know? So, oh okay. uh, yeah. So you started off 86 foot, you like the tractor as the, as the tractor was getting hooked, you also got the hook. <laughs> is what yeah, you're saying. no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I got my butt, you know? And yeah, we, yeah, we, uh, I had a little Massey, Massey Ferguson 10 horse and we pulled that for one pull. We, we did that. Then we went home and cut all the weight brackets off. That was wrong on it and changed that. And, and uh, went from there and just kept going on. And in about 1970, see, that was 1970, so it was 1971 or two, I believe. I think it was 1971 late in the, after, late in the summer. I had a, a guy over Rock Falls built me an engine that we went to a 14-horsepower engine on nitro. So we ran 80% loads of nitro on that thing and made about 80 horse back then on a 14-horse, you know. That's pretty good. Kind of all stock, <laughs> yeah, all stock parts. We, were, we we It would go through blocks and you'd break cranks and all kinds of things repeatedly, but uh, we did that for a couple of years. And uh, in 1973, I bought a Cub Cadet, and I took me till 1976 where I actually won my first pull. So it took me six years to tractor pull to win the, win my first pull. So, huh? That's and a- you know, ba- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, it was I didn't have the right parts, you know, and I had I had a crappy pair of tires. So I, so I finally got my saved up enough money. I bought a used pair, a used pair, no less, uh, some Firestone tires. And that was the, the difference I needed to get going, you know. And it just kind of went on from there, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. So you started off. You wrote it. I, I got I to gotta ask about the 80% nitro. You wrote it on a stock engine, 80% nitro. Like, how, how, yeah. I mean, how, yeah. how long were the motors? You said that you broke a lot of motors, but how long were they lasting? Yeah. Was it like two poles well, or? No, you could get could get pretty good length on. You know, we we had a different. We had a billet rod and a, a different piston we were running. Matter of fact, the pistons we ran, it was a three nine sixteen bore, and we used the piston of a Studebaker six hundred Studebaker. Used the, the same piston as the diameter we needed huh. with the right size wrist pin and pin height, so we could use that with our billet rod we, that we had. A, the guy was making, and and he had had some some guy out in California was, was growing him camshafts that did cams for uh, flathead Fords at the time, and. So we had, you know, the bigger valves put in and, and that stuff like that. So it was not stock, but the block was stock and the crankshaft was stock and things like that. But dang, that's... you could get you you could get pretty good use of it. You, I mean, you, you, if you knew how, if we had to get the carburetor, the mixture right, uh, you know, you could run, you know, thirty some runs on it. Then oh, you better okay. replace the connecting rod, you know. And oh, that's that's not too bad. It's just I saw a picture. Yeah. I think I shared it over on the podcast page, just kind of giving a little taste of what we we're getting into of that. You should get a picture on social media last week of kind of that. That first one that you're running on 80 percent nitro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was with yeah, we have, yeah, That's yeah, we had, that, we had a we had a, a Weber downdraft, a 48 IDA downdraft carburetor on. And yeah, it, it was a, it was a lot of fun, and then uh, then in 1976, 
the NTPA banned nitro. Uh-huh. So everybody else, all the guard tender floors, all the insurance companies would, wouldn't cover you. So they, they dropped nitro. So in 1977 forward, you know, we, we always ran just methanol. Okay. You know, and then, yeah, so that, that changed the rules a little bit. And, and, uh, you know, then, uh, then the different things, the different things happened. Like in, uh, 78, uh, Kohler came out with a 16 horsepower motor, the K360, K341 motor. And uh, the IT, we were pulling ITPA, the Illinois Tractor Pulling Association. We were pulling with them guys. They decided they were going to go 16s. We already had our 14s built, so we actually started uh, the Northern Illinois Guard Tractor Pulling Club in 1978. Uh, Carl Brandt, uh, Fred Hines, myself started that uh, okay. club. It's still going yet today. So Cool, cool. So that's kind of the – was that one of the first sanctioning bodies for lawn, like just lawn tractor pullers, or they'd been around for a while? Well, they, you know, they started in the in the late sixties when guard tractor pulling started. But you know, we always pulled the Illinois Tractor Pulling Association because they had, and I think when we first started pulling in like in seventy two and three, they had seventy four sanctioned pulls in Illinois wow. that year. So wow. you could just pull whatever you wanted to pull. You know. Yeah, you could throw a dart at the yeah. board and find and 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 land on a yeah. day that was a pull. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hey, hey, Dad. We're, we're, you know, I grew up on a farm. So, hey, Dad, we're done belling hay, Lord. You want to let's go to the pole today? You know, there's one down here, or whatever. You know, so we just mm-hmm. go. You know, my, my dad is really good about you know going, you know, going with me and then uh, you know help me out in the polling part of it. You know, that's cool. So, so when did you yeah. start? So you were late seventies. You're running. You got you guys got to start your own sanctioning body to kind of you know keep everything yeah. competitive. When did you start? Yep. Like when did you make the change to going? All right. I'm in the sport. I want to start building stuff and I'm going to start building it and selling it to other competitors. When did that kind of stuff yeah. happen? Yeah. We started in 1895 because, you know, we were, we, we've been pulling and, and uh, you, there's only one person kind of selling parts, but you know, and nobody ever tell you anything, how to, how to build a tractor, what parts, uh, you know, if I could get, and that's when, you know, CNC machines really started coming more, more popular and more mm-hmm. machine shops had them. So I thought, well, I'm just going to hire, I'm just going to hire a machine shop to make me some, you know, like some flywheels or whatever. You know, I put some ad. I put an ad in the Polar Magazine, which is the Polar Magazine is uh, uh, the NTPA, their their publication. They still do it yet today. Mm-hmm. I put an ad in there, and uh, we got. I thought I want to get myself a web page. We got a, our our web page. Our, our, we had our uh, web page so long it was a .net before .coms was a .net. So, <laughs> wow. so we were really ahead of, really ahead of the curve on that. And then uh, you know we just kept and we go we hop in the uh, the pickup truck we had a trailer we had tractors. We'd head over to Indiana and Ohio and different mm-hmm. in Kentucky or whatever in Missouri. We'd pull at some local polls and we'd put a, a, a little standout said, Hey, you want to sign up for a catalog? You know, sign up here. So we kept getting more customers signed up. Mm-hmm. So then about 1998, I thought, you know, you know, we don't want to pull guard tractors in the summertime. You know, we're going to do this for like full-time business. We need to make a, some pulling in the wintertime. So in 1998, um, we started the uh, national quarter scale pulling series. And uh, we did just to sell parts is why we did it. But uh, mm-hmm. but we did in, we did indoor polls across the Midwest where you know we we uh, we hired a sled and and get somebody help promote it for us and and uh, we had a set a set of rules that we used and we had a point system there and, and it, it worked out pretty good. We you know it, it started out uh, pretty good and it just kept getting stronger all the time and you know we get five we get five or six hundred uh, entries uh, a weekend you know so. Wow. So, and we were, we were doing like, you know, then we did, we did like one pull a month, like, you know, six or seven pulls since the winter, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, uh, it worked out really good. And then, then, uh, you know, just, it didn't just, you know, super cap kept growing and growing. And then, uh, and you know, and now we got over, you know, got 20,000 customers now, you know, so that's crazy. That's, I mean, it's, yeah. you don't realize how many, how many, how, how big that sport is, I guess, 
um, like when you're when, when you're like disconnected completely from it. And we were at uh, a couple like about a month ago. We were up at Farley, Iowa. There was a rally, and I did a lawnmower race in the morning, and then there was lawn tractor pulls, and they were pulling in the same time that our racers were, and they just kept on like. I could not believe how many mowers got out of there's probably twice as many mowers that pulled than that were that raced. I mean, it's a smaller club I work with. So it was, it was everybody that was in the club, but, uh, I just looked, I was like, I did not realize there was, you know, they were coming out of everywhere (laughs) and it was everything from, you know, pretty, you know, pretty mild to like what, what you pulled, which is pretty insane. So if you Mm -hmm. were, you know, you you got into about 20,000 customers in the late nineties, Let's yeah. say, let's transition real quick. If you were, let's say it was me and I said, I want to get into lawn tractor pulling. Now I'm probably a little, I'm going to need, I'm going to need to be a heavy class, but uh, <laughs> what, yeah. what would you say to start it off? Like, you know, if you got, you got an old cup well, cadet out back or. We, yeah, we get that question a lot of times. Yeah. You want to get an old gear drive cup cadet, like uh, something that's made from the 19, 1960 to about 1985. The ones in cup cadet used to make, not, not the LTD versus nowadays, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, like you'd go up to like a uh, like a five eighty two or whatever the next newer model like that is, but uh, that's the, you want the gear drive ones. That's what everybody uses, and we make all the aftermarket parts to make that transmission key from breaking. But if you want to get in a guard trader pull, the thing you need to do is find your local area around it and uh, find a, a club in that area and see and go, and go to a pole and see what's out there and see what class is popular and stuff. Because you uh-huh. know you don't notice nobody's building a trench where there's nobody in that class type thing. You know? Yeah, that's true. Unless yeah, you want to pull by yourself, but yeah, yeah and that's, but that's you know, like, fun. like, yeah, yeah, like around here, you know, um, in the in the Midwest area, you know, the Eastern Iowa, uh, Western Northwest Illinois, even down to um, Southern Illinois, you know, mid, mid Central Illinois, uh, the the twenty five horsepower V twin stock class is uh, that's a really popular class. It's probably the most economical to build, you know, and and uh, there's a lot of comp- comp- competitors there, you know. That's good to know. So, so that'd be kind of what, what 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 gets you into it, and then obviously. Once you get into it, you're going to get hooked on it because that's kind of the way it seems to work with tractor pulling. If it's antique yep. tractors all the way to whatever, you do it once right. and you're like, well, that was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> so you get hooked on it and you sell. So in those stock classes, what are they? I mean, are they really, is it really more just like basically a stock engine and, you know, you play with like, yeah. do some stuff with well, the engine or like with a transmission at all? Or is right. It- yeah. Yeah. You know, with stock pulling, you know, like, like that V twin class, it's supposed to be all stock OEM parts. But, you know, you can modify the parts like, Example, you want to put a little more compression in the motor, get better better torque out of it and stuff, things like that. But, uh, but you know, you can put a, put a good clutch in it, one of our clutches in there, something like that, so the clutch holds up. And just get the gearing right in the transmission because, you know, the stock pulling is all about getting the gear right to uh, to match the gear to the, the, the gearing to the horsepower of the tractor so mm-hmm. you can, you know, do the best that way. So That's good. But it, it, oh. it don't take long to get it. It don't take long to get it, uh, you know. Uh, it don't take but a few times down the track. You know, uh, to get, you know, let's keep making changes and getting better. You know, like, you know, you don't want to be like the definition of insanity. You know, keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different outcome, you know? Yeah, yeah, Um, that's true. But, uh, yeah, and just keep, you know, working at it. You know, there's a lot of pullers that we, you know, in our club that's only been pulling a couple, three years, and they've they've, they've gotten pretty good at it, you know, so. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that probably comes down to, you know, you get into the sport, you find somebody like you guys that, sells the parts, but also is not afraid to be like, here's what you need to do. Cause I mean, I've, I've, I've right. seen you at polls and it's not like you're going, well, this is our secret. It's like, this is what we're doing. Like, yeah. 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 We try to help people out. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. You know? And, uh, and we, and, and you know, you, you see that a lot of times, a lot of people don't want to tell the other guy what he's doing, but you know, we, we always try to get, help the people out the best we can. And, uh, 
you know, even our customers, you know, like, uh, like, uh, as an example, last night I was in the, at the Illinois state fair, mm-hmm. uh, they had their pole down there. They had the, uh, 1050 super stock class. And I got, we have a lot of my inches are down there in, in that about eight or eight inches that guys, that guys have down there. And, um, what we do on those motors, we actually lease the motors cause those motors are about, you know, the rule is the, the, the super stock class is a 50.5 cubic inch flyhead motor. This is old technology. It's it's based it's based loosely on the K three forty one sixteen horsepower Kohlers was loosely based on, mm-hmm. but you know you can you know there's no overhead cams of that it's a, a flathead motor from you know like the old flathead Forge, you know, mm-hmm. and you know we we uh and those those motors about you know they're all, they're fuel injected so they're probably about about thirteen thousand to fourteen thousand dollars to build a motor like that well we figured it's gonna be kind of and that stuff keeps changing as as technology gets better mm-hmm. so we came to the idea a couple about three years ago, four years ago, to lease the motors. We were doing the leasing program to, for customers where it's a, uh, it, it don't have as much money going into it, but you know, it, but then they get, we do all the up, updates, all the maintenance of the motors. And you know, it's that way they get the latest and greatest motors out there and, and they're all even. So um, it's turned out a lot better than I ever thought it would ever be, you know, we end up uh, doing it, like I said, for three years now. Yeah. And uh, we got, we have like 35 engines out there that we lease. So that's a good deal. I mean, it makes sense. Cause like you were saying, you guys are constantly tweaking what your setup and what you're doing. It's not like the motor. If, yeah. you, if you were to go to open the catalog up and say, "I want that motor," it's not. That's not the same motor that was in the catalog last year. You know, it's right, you know, right, you're, yeah. You're, you're updating yep. so to get the lease, you get the best of both worlds. You don't have to. You don't have to throw the big money out there, and it also allows right. you as a business. I'm sure it's a lot of your R and D has been through that yeah. because you can see yeah, because, real testing. Yeah, yep. Right, yeah, and yeah, uh, and that, that that's the that's the best the thing about it. you know when you, we have all the things there to make the engine to do the testing. You know, we have a flow bench, we can flow the engines. We got, uh, you know, we got a, dy- a dyno to do it. We have a our own camshaft grinder, our own crankshaft grinder. We make all the parts in house, so we can mm-hmm. you know we we keep it all to ourselves and how we do it, and and, uh, and that way we don't have to go to someplace else. And they they can you know then if once they figure out what cam we're grinding, everybody knows what cam we're grinding that way yeah. unless we. On the least things, these guys know they're getting something that nobody else is going to get, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, and they know that it's the latest and greatest. And when something does come better, they just, whoop, goes back, gets updated, gets yeah. sent out. And, so that's cool. Yep, so right. that's uh, what, you know, and then that's in your your modified class. So we talked before about, your like, the stock class where it's, you know, basically stock engines. You play with the training and the gear. What, right. I mean, what, what class at that point is when there's probably not much – that's Cub Cadet probably left in the mower itself. Am I right? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Like our, like our tractors, like that one you see, we were up there. We, uh-huh. our, we call them our half pipe tractors. You know, the only Cub Cadet in that entire tractor is, is the uh, steering column. Everything else is aftermarket. So, <laughs> you know, we even make our aftermarket transmission cases even for it. So yeah, it's not, not much Cub Cadet in that, but, but you know, those guys, you know, it's, there's, there's tractors. We build like a, like the, the modified V twin class that we have, mm-hmm. you know, those guys, we built, there's, a few tractors we built like that. Hell, those things are, you know, they're, they're about $20,000 for a tractor on those things, you know, but, you know, but you can buy, I mean, you can take, if you buy a stocker for like, well, we're just at an auction up at, at Stockton, Illinois mm-hmm. the other day, you could, they had a cub, they had a cub 100s and one twenty fours and things like that. You want to use for pulling, you could buy it. You could have bought a, a, a running tractor for like $300 or $400, mm-hmm. you know, all you gotta do is put a clutch in it and some tires and a wheelie bars on it and, and go pulling and, and, you know, put it out there and see what it can do, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So you're 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 probably if you went to an auction, bought a used tractor, and then bought all the little like all the little tricks you need to get it going. The stock you probably bought like, what about thousand dollars? And you think or something like yeah, that? Yeah, thousand fifteen hundred bucks at the okay. at the most. You know, depends what you're going to get for tires. You know, a lot of times you can find used used stuff and mm-hmm. and uh, and especially stock tractors. You know, you got if you don't pay too much. There's a lot of people. You know, like come there's people come and go in the sport, so you can find some used ones that mm-hmm. it's got a lot of that all the right parts in it. It's just that you know you can you know the guy's got tired of it or whatever you know mm-hmm. and. You make a you make a good deal there, you know. Yeah, that's and that's really not bad. So if it's something you're looking at, getting involved, and again, we're gonna have the link. We'll have the their Facebook link, and I'll probably put their website link in the description. Check them out. Um, if it's something you're looking at, you know, maybe you've seen it before, or maybe you've seen it on TV or on the internet. Now, um, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, I was out there for that whole day, hanging out with you guys, and it was like, man, I think I picked the wrong. I mean, I love motor. I love more racing. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, man, this is kind of fun. We need to we need to combine these sports more often. Like, <laughs> we did, right, yeah, we did yeah. circle track in the morning, and we did pulling in the afternoon. It was a good it was a good time. And it, it is funny because the the racers they're all like, and it, I was I was telling some I don't know if I was telling you or I was telling one of our one of the racer guys. I said it's funny. The racers are all basically like MTD like your junk mowers because everybody knows what to right. do with them. And then I'm like, right. and then you look, you look over at the polars, and it's like a sea of Cub Cadets. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's totally different. Yeah, there's not any yeah. Cub Cadet stuff over here because basically, I mean, as long as you have a Peerless 700 and the rest of it, you can basically get from a Walmart one because you're like, I need to have that mm-hmm. transmission, and then I can make the rest work. But yeah, so that's yeah. just it's just kind of funny how I'm like the one you guys have to basically stay with one style. And is that why, mm-hmm. with the fact that, like, basically you have to get stuff that's older than an 85, is that why the aftermarket right, yep. world has gotten so much, like, for you guys, has exploded so much? Because the parts availability are probably getting harder to find out there. Right. Yeah, and, and the stock parts aren't strong enough for pulling as compared to, you know, the only good about the stock parts is the case is good, and, and but, you know, all our aftermarket stuff keeps it from breaking, you know, mm-hmm. so. And the other thing, too, is what's good nice about, you know, like, that stock class around here, if you, you pull a stocker that, like, that V-Twin class, just like a ten dollar entry fee, but you know, a lot of things. A lot of times, those face those things pay fifty or seventy five bucks to win it. You know, oh, that's so. not bad. Jeez, I so, yeah, it kind of pays for your gas money there, and uh, you know, a Dairy Queen later or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's not bad. I mean, geez, I just pulled an antique. I pulled my M in an antique pull this last weekend, and I got third place in two classes, and I got seven dollars. Wow, yeah, <laughs> in total. Yeah, see, that's what, it, yeah, yeah. The indoor pulls, we 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 raise the entry fee up more than indoor, indoor pulls, but. You know, some of our polls pay you know seven or eight hundred dollars to win win the class. You know, jeez, yeah. So there's uh, that's on a that's on a sixty dollar entry fee, but you know, still, yeah, that's still not good, bad. You know? I mean, that's kind of what you're going to pay for when you get into like dirt track, you know, like bigger levels of racing. You know, that's kind of what that's what that's what the entry fee is going to be and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's uh, so you guys got. Let's see, I'm trying to remember where we were at. <laughs> so you got the stock class, yeah. and then you go up to your modified, and the modified is like zero stock, and the stock class is like mostly stock. Um, is there right. anything in between there, or is it basically? Yeah, like- they, 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 they have the only got class that are called an altered stock class, where you can you're allowed to put a cam in the motor and maybe do some porting on it, but you got mm-hmm. you know you put better rods and pistons in it. But you know those things, you know they they, they run pretty good, and mm-hmm. and we 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 actually have a a, a stock altered you know an altered stock V twin engine we sell. If you bring us your V twin engine, we can build it up, and you know like they take a twenty five horsepower motor, we can build it up. It's like I think like a twenty three hundred dollars. It'll have the steel flywheel on it, so you don't it don't explode on you, you know, yeah. and stuff. It'll, it'll make it'll make sixty one or sixty two horse around there, or sixty foot pounds of torque, and yeah, it turns about seven turns about seven thousand RPM, you know. That's pretty good for a V twin. <laughs> yeah. For what I mean, yeah, you know, that's not. Yeah, you know, that's that's not bad. Six year, you know, but that same 
45 cubic inch motor, like our, our, our the Pro V twin class we talked about, the, you know, those engines are about $12,000, but you know, those things will turn, they leave the line about 14,000 RPM. They make 125 horse, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, so yeah, there's quite a difference there. They go down the track at about 10,500. They go down the track at. Jeez, so. that's hauling. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the, even in, even in the other world I deal with, we don't, well, we had one guy deal with that higher RPM last year, but it didn't end well for him. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty crazy. Now, so the lawn tractor things blows up, you know, pulling lawn tractor. Now I know you've, you've gotten a little bit into the racing side, but not as much as because the problem with racing is there's zero money in it. So no one wants yep, to spend the yep. big bucks. And, yeah, the, the talks I've had with racers, it's yeah, it's a fiasco. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, well, they don't want they don't want to spend money because I don't, don't blame because they you know whatever they put in they don't got to win any money back no, so I can see yeah. why they don't want to you know and and now we're getting into you know we're trying and we and we do you know we have customers all over the world you know I, last week one day I talked to uh, I talked to a guy in Canada talked to a guy in New Zealand and I talked to a guy in the Netherlands all in the same day wow. for parts but you know the guys in the Netherlands they do it for pulling. Uh-huh. Uh, and now, now in, 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 U, in the UK and in New Zealand and Austria, they have those engines and other things where they use them for, you know, they got them in buggies and, and little ATVs, you know, UTVs, like six wheelers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and we've done, we've built some engines for guys that doesn't do them in golf carts. I guess there's a, somebody sells a conversion. Huh. You take your gas motor out of your golf cart, you put a Kohler command in it and it makes a conversion for it. We've done some modified engines for those things too, you know, that, you know, you know, that's kind of, you know, how crazy it can get, how yeah, people can say. get competitive, how people get competitive. We were, we did an engine for a guy down, he's in the retirement community in, in Florida and he was the fastest guy down there. And pretty soon here, here's this guy that's in that same community. He wants to get his engine done too, because <laughs> he wants to run fast as the other guy. So oh here's these God. old guys, like, you know, 75 or 80 years old or however old they are, they're, they're, they're racing their golf carts. In, that's in the, hilarious. In the, and that's, I mean, that's you know, typical competitive, uh, competitive nature of us. Like, you know, it's and that's how most yeah. of these, especially the lawn tractor sports. I think they all kind of yeah. started with that. Like, polling started yeah. with a couple guys. Like, I want to, like, oh man, yeah, I can pull this farther than you can. Okay, and yeah. it's like when it's a lawn tractor, it's as serious as it is. I've always said this about, you know, especially about racing, but as serious as it is, you kind of, you always kind of giggle a little bit because it's a lawn tractor. Like, you still like your like yeah. your mind wraps around it, and you're like, this is a lawn tractor still, and it just yeah. pulled like. My truck couldn't pull it that far. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, like our, like that, like the, the guard truck pulling, like our, our, our sled that we pull, you know, a thousand fifty pound sled, or thousand fifty pound tractor with the driver, the sled we're pulling is ten thousand pounds. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's probably so pulling a thousand percent of their own weight. You know. Yeah, I, mean, I guarantee it's probably like the same style sled that stopped my M. Now again, it's a hundred percent stock, <laughs> but it's a full size tractor, <laughs> and yeah. it, it pulled me yeah. to stop. But yeah, it's so. Um, when's, I know you said you just pulled at Illinois state yesterday. Yeah. For this. What, when, when's yeah. your, ne- when's your guys' next poll? If someone around here is like, I gotta, I gotta see this. There's a poll coming up in Alito. I think, uh, well, no, uh, uh, uh I pave Illinois is uh, next weekend. This Saturday is okay. I pave, I believe. And, uh, that's the little town of I pave. That's down there by, um, uh, South straight South of Galesburg. It okay. basically you go straight South of Galesburg. It's, uh, probably a couple hours from here. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Like probably about, yeah. I think Galesburg a couple hours. Now, and I think, uh, there's a poll in, uh, there's a poll in Blairstown, uh, by Blairstown. There, uh, the dairy cattle Congress, there's a poll up there coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. there's different clubs around. I don't know. I just don't know off the top of my head. Just, I don't pull much in the summertime. We do that. I, the only time I go out in the summertime, I want to go testing or I just want to screw around for sometimes. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but uh, you know, I mostly pull in the winter. But um, yeah, there's there's poles around. I think um, uh, like the Mississippi Valley Guard Catcher Pulling Association. They're from around our area. They have yep. a Facebook page. You kind of go there, and then you got them them guys, and then you have um, uh, ATV pullers up in uh, their north northern uh, southern Wisconsin. You mm-hmm. know, in northern Illinois, that's the ATV Guard Tractor ATV Pulling Association. I think it is. Uh-huh. And then um, Prairie Tractor Pullers is just west of us. So that's in our club that there. And then you got Rock County Pullers, which is Rock County. Uh, they're up by the Belvedere Rockford area. The okay. Rock County is actually Wisconsin. You know, it's just south of, just north of the border there. Okay. Yeah. yeah so so that's the clubs around here. You know. So yeah. I mean, within a couple hours, within a couple hour drive, you could probably see it almost every weekend, depending on what club yep. you go see. So that's exactly good. right. Yeah. We'll yeah, sometimes some, you can pull twice a week, and you know that's cool. That and that's cool. I mean, a lot of times, well, a lot of sports around here, you don't have that. You know, you don't have that ability for us to sport. Mm-hmm. Where, and again, with lawn tractors, it's the same as racing. You don't need to have. I mean, it's nice to have a big trailer with all the stuff in it, but really, you could put it in the back of a pickup truck and go. Yep, you know, right. you don't have to have. Yeah. It's not like when you have a dirt track car and you're like, oh, I gotta have a car trailer. And I gotta have all the stuff. You know. Yeah. You got right. a pickup truck. Throw it in the back of the truck and try yeah, it out. Yeah. So. Yeah, you, you see that, you know, a lot of people have a little flatbed trailer, whatever it is, you know, and, and uh, like the, the uh, Galva, the Galva Club, and the Galva, Illinois, it's called Tri-County Club, mm-hmm. and uh, the Ipeva Club, they they alternate weekends for poles. One weekend they're down at Ipeva, the next weekend they're up at Galva, okay. and they alternate back and forth. That's, they have a lot of the stockers there, you know, that B-Twin stock class is mm-hmm. really big and cool. things like that, so... Yeah. Now, now we're trying to get now we're starting to get into, into mud boats. The other, yeah. We branched off our company into uh, Midwest Horsepower, mm-hmm. and that's for doing mud boats or anything else like you know doing your golf cart things or things like that. So we're we're doing any of those things now. We're just trying to learn about I don't know nothing about boating, but we're learning about. <laughs> well, it's just, don't it's, want to learn about boating, but learning how to make the engine go for boating. You know, yeah. So. So let's, you, don't, you don't have to worry about it. The engine doesn't make it float. That's somebody else's department. <laughs> yeah, you just make it go yeah, fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what prop you need? I have no idea what prop you need, but try this one. I don't know if it's going to work, but you know, <laughs> but you know, like, they'll, they'll, um, so we're trying to get that connected with dealers all, all across the country because um, that's a really big, pretty big market. Yeah, and it, it connected with dealers. We don't have to have the dealers take the engines and put it on the drive, and then they can get the right prop and mm-hmm. you know get the customer what he needs, and you know that's what mm-hmm. our, our thought on that is. So yeah. that's Midwest Horsepower, which is kind of your new yeah. your new entity. It's like it's it's not it's not replacing Midwest Super Cup. They're their own thing. It's kind of it's it's kind of its own thing now. Midwest yeah, it's kind of like your Chevrolet. It's kind of like your Chevrolet pickup and your GMC pickup, kind okay. of like that. You okay. Know. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the same yeah. parts, but different, but different logos. <laughs> different and, logos and different, and they're made for you know, like Midwest Super Cup is going to be, be made. We're trying to direct that just for tractor pulling stuff. Then mm-hmm. Midwest Horsepower for all the other things you want to use the motors for. You know? Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I've, I yeah. saw that. That's been kind of pull up and we'll link that down in the description. So if you have anything with a with a you know with a lawnmower style engine on it, we can they can make it fast. <laughs> so yeah. if it's your golf cart, yeah. if it's your, yep. you know, we've done we've done v, those color command V twins. We've done engines for people that have uh, a steam cleaner that's modern a van that needed a little bit more power. Stump grinding people had a stump grinders. Yeah, uh, you know, different things like that. Oh, We've yeah. done and cement mixers. You know, I don't know how they want to smith to go fast, but they they do. But or maybe just need more power because it's probably like yeah, oh. a little more power they want. Yeah, yeah, because we can make those things. You know, we can take that twenty five horsepower command and not do not not and keep it pretty much stock. You know, for durability wise, but we make the thing make about ten more foot pounds of torque, about ten more horse. You know, yeah. and still be reliable yet. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's most important for a lot of that stuff. So Midwest horsepower, a lot of it is not as radical. 
but it's more like longevity stuff too as well versus right. like your because right. your polar you know some of the i know some of the the stuff you guys do to engines the thought process is well we we only have to go 300 feet <laughs> yeah yeah and you and you're allowed to go, use you know high octane gas or methanol or whatever yeah. Well, for all these other applications, you know, you got to make this thing run on pump gas and not, not detonate and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very true. So yeah. you were talking a little bit about the mud motors. Uh, kind of, you know, for people that are like, what do you mean? What do, what do you mean getting into mud motors? Like, how, how did that all start off? Was it just somebody that was into polling decided to like? No, I think, I think you, know, they, you know, there's different companies made these mud boats. And we had these mud boat guys found us because they probably were doing Google searches and they found us. and. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we got enough phone calls over it that, you know, let's just make this, you know, let's, let's, let's try to develop some engines for that, that mud boat, uh, you know, the mud boat applications specifically, uh-huh. you know, so, and the, in the mud boats use a lot of mud boats use a lot of, uh, uh the Briggs vanguards, the, the big block vanguards, the 35 horsepower vanguards and mm-hmm. 37 EFIs. They came out new 40 horse EFI. Now that's what we're kind of working on right now. That's the, their latest lock and engine. So. Hmm. So, you know, so, you know, with this, those EFI ones, now we're learning all about EFI. We got a, uh, 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 some, we got a machine now we can flow our, our EFI injectors to see how much flow they got. So we could, cause as you get, you know, more cubic inch and more horsepower, you know, you need to, you need to put more fuel to the motor. So, yeah, you know, you got to change your injector size, you know, so. Huh. That's, I mean, that's crazy. It's something you're not getting into. Now, will some of that, I know you've been on your, like your big, your, your pro motors, you've been dealing with injection. Mm-hmm. Is that taking that technology since that's coming technically in stock engines, is that something that you're going to see eventually in like the stock polars where, Oh, I just bought yeah, this brand new motor and it's fuel injected. Yeah. Right now the rules don't allow it, but they're going to, have to you know, come to their, you know, the people's going to, have to change the rules. Cause I bet, you know, you give it three or four more years. I bet you won't even be able to fly it, find an engine with a carburetor on it, but there'll be all EFIs. You know? Yeah. Especially, I mean, with that class where you're supposed to be, it's gotta be all OEM parts. It's super convenient right. just to go, Oh, I just ordered a brand new motor from anywhere. You know, to put in right. this, oh, it's fuel injected. What am I going to do? I know we've had the same discussion in, in the racing scene of like, because that's the same rules. You can't have injection. Now, they can't run injection on anything just because they try and keep it somewhat sane because you're, you know, two foot next right. to a guy going 80 mile an hour. But, <laughs> right. um, but yeah, those EFIs are good. They, they can, they, they're just, they, they run and start good. And they just, you know, one thing about that, you know, then they get to build it, you know, everything's got built in rev limiters and stuff built inside that when in the, in the, in the, uh, in the boxes, you know, so you, mm-hmm. You know the ECM, so you can't really uh, limit. You know the RPMs limited. Like uh, I think the Briggs and Stratton on, on the mud boats is forty seven hundred fifty RPM. Kohler only has like forty four hundred RPM or something like that. Kohler's are so. So, but that's, that's what we got. We like, you know, we're trying to we're trying to work in how to hack into the, the ECM and, and uh, you know and change those parameters on it. You know. Yeah, and it's not like I guess those those computers. It's not like the car computers where it's like, oh, I got EFI live now. I can do whatever I want because no one does it. So. So that's something you're yeah. looking at, you know, it's going to be probably, yeah, yeah. if you guys figure it out, you'll be the first ones to be able to kind of get on top of that. I'm going, okay, now we can go into these and kind of go and kind of program yeah, the way we yeah. want. Yeah, that's where, that's where, uh, that's where we're kind of looking at doing something like that down the road. But right mm-hmm. now, you know, in mud boats, they can't take a lot of RPM because you can only, uh, you only turn this thing so hard because with the mud boat, you need a lot of bottom end torque to get the thing up on, uh, up on plane, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you get a really high, high strung motor, if they're going to, you know, it's like a, a race car, you know, they don't have any bottom end power, you know, you got to get them up to RPM and, you know, mud boats don't have that luxury, you know? Yeah. They got to, you got to get them on plane. Then probably they, unless they're, you know, a lot of times, at least a little bit of body I've been around, they get on plane and then they kind of back them off to cruise. So Correct. it yep, wouldn't matter right. if it's like, this scene screams to five grand. You're like, yeah, but we're going to run 25 all day. Like, 
So yeah. with what you're doing, you're making the power in that, in like in the usable power, not just yeah, you know, just numbers that are like, oh, look how much power this is. But I can never. Yeah, and it. the big thing. Yeah, and the big thing with mud bolts, I don't know how people are familiar with that, and maybe maybe some of your listeners know that too. Mud bolts, yeah, you got you guys, you yourself and and I that you you're all by yourself in the boat. Yeah, it runs pretty good. Well, you're gonna go duck hunting or fishing, so you got three of your buddies, the dog, and all the gear. <laughs> so they got four people in this boat, and it can hardly get, it can't get up on plane hardly because it don't have enough power to get up on plane, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then you're just so that's where you, that, that's yeah that's where we come in. That way you can that way you can get those your buddies in. And from what we say, when I understand from the pe- the engines we've done, uh, after we do our modifications, the motor to it, it runs as good with the four people all geared as it used to run with this by yourself, you know, to yeah. get up on a plane and go, you don't get more, you only get about one or two mile an hour faster by yourself, but getting up on plane, it, it can take that whole load and go right along, get, get right up and going. You know, which probably ends up, if you can get them on plane with a full load, it probably means you're going to get better. Mi- or you're, you're going to use less fuel because right. when they're, when they're up on plane, there's very little of the boat in the water. So they're going to run more efficiently. So it's going to be, you know, for some people that may be thinking like, well, yeah, but I only use this boat a couple weekends out of the year, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you're going, hey, it's going to be less money in fuel. It's going to be – it's going to run longer. It's going to be more powerful. Yeah. So you're not you're not sitting there because, too, when you're not coming up on plane and you're just bogging mm-hmm. the motor out trying to get to move, that's harder right. on the motor than it is to modify it and run it in usable RPM at less, you know. Right, you know, the right. Longevity's there. Exactly so, right. So that's something yep. that, you know, a lot of people in this yeah. area might be into and might not realize that the shop that's – you know, if you're in this area – there's shops just, you know, 30 minutes away from the Clinton Fulton area or, you know, so it's right here, right here in Iowa. And it's, it's a local company that's doing it right there. And, you know, so if you're, yeah. if you're into that, you may not realize like, oh, that's right there. Like I could go talk to them. I, it's not like I'm going to call when, when, when I call into their customer service, I'm not getting bounced over to, you know, someone that says his name is Bob, but is definitely not named Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're talking to, you're talking to someone, you're talking to a person that can actually know what you're saying and has been around it long enough to understand like, okay, this is what we're doing. So I think that's yeah. cool. That's, uh, yeah. Something to yeah. If you're, yeah, and, 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 yeah. You're up on, up, on, if you're up in Welton, Iowa and you're on highway 61, you see our buildings in, in Welton, you can't miss it as you go by on, on the highway, stop by, we give you the, we give you the 10 cent tour. We have the, we have the nickel tour on the Midwest Super Cub side. Then we go across the street to Midwest machine that does our machine work there for us. We give you a nickel there. So you get a 10 cent tour. Oh man, <laughs> that's, that's a deal. I might have to, I might have to take you up on that. Come up for the tour. They will bring the, uh, yeah. they will bring some of the cameras up. And we'll do some of, uh, we were talking about this yeah. winter. We're, we're going to do some like visiting shop tours where we go hang out with racers in their shops and kind of like talk to them. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to come up and do do a little bit of like live streaming stuff up there. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You're more than welcome to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if it's something again, if you're at all interested in this kind of stuff, I mean, every almost everybody out there has something that's got a mo- like a, one of these kind of motors on them, you know. And if you've ever thought to yourself, I want to be faster, I want to, I want to, you know. I want to do whatever I do faster than my neighbor. This is the this is where you start. <laughs> this is yeah. where you start that journey. Yeah, and we you know we do even both we even do engines for uh, these command motors for uh, uh, aircraft. Even I had a guy from uh, California called called me up a couple of years ago, and he's he put a command engine in a in a, a Burt Rattan. You know, he's a famous aeronautical engineer, mm-hmm. uh, world famous. He built a, he built this carbon fiber airplane. And the engine he put in was just underpowered and it just wasn't very reliable. And this guy put a command in it and he said, he called me up and said, you know, I, I put this command in, in, in the prop runs right out the end of the crank on the flywheel side. Mm-hmm. And he says, I broke like seven crankshafts and, and these motors I can't hold together. I go, oh, you need to put a better crank in. So, so he let me build his short block for him. I did the cylinder heads for him. I put a, a billet steel crank in it and 
he he and I didn't hear back from like a year or two. If I email me back here uh, earlier this year, and he sent me an email that's you know like three pages long, like like you're world famous now, and this, is this thing it, it, the rate of climb is like ten times as fast as it was before with the other engine. It gets 114 miles a gallon, and you know the whole bunch of things like that. I you know like, that's pretty cool. He says, and he says what's really good about there's there's over 300 other airframes out there that need the same motor. So. Hey, heck yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. I think we were talking at one of, now, if you haven't realized this yet, I, I forgot to say the family connection. This is my, this is never Mrs. Bibster from like four or five episodes ago. This is her uncle. <laughs> so that's yeah. why there's a family connection that I've just not realized. Oh, we never said that. That's how I know them. Um, we were talking before yeah. about your motors in motorcycles. That's kind of, yeah. that's something different. Let's talk about yeah. that a little bit. Cause that's kind of, that's another one of those. Like, so you got motors yeah. in right now we're in, we're in lawnmower pullers. We're in boats. Now you're in planes. If, if you yeah. add a couple more things, it's going to be basically a John Candy movie. It's <laughs> planes, yeah, trains, and no automobiles. <laughs> yeah, we did. A, yeah, we did. A, a guy from New York. Uh, we did. He does these little chopper engines. He puts, uh, you know, and, and he puts these v, v twins in there. And he wanted one to look like a Harley and stuff like that, or sound like a Harley. So we did modified engine from him. And he's over on he's in, in Long Island, New York, up on on, up on Long Island there. Uh-huh. And this guy's built five hundred some motorcycles already, like this thing. Plus, he does Harley motors too, you know. And this one he we did. His engine for him. He's he he's going to turn around and he's putting the Harley Davidson, uh, the the gearbox and the, the transmission in behind it. So he's going to be the engine going back to the on a, a drive going back to the transmission. The drive mm-hmm. transmission goes back to the rear end and the, the axle. So, but yeah, that's and this he's pretty excited about doing that. So um, and we he we hopefully do some more with that guy. But we've done some for other people in the past too. So that's crazy. So yeah, I mean it's basically. Yeah. Really, it's you guys have started off as just doing lawn tra- tractor pulling and really kind of expanded it up into not only just motorsports but into everyday life. And I didn't even realize, yeah. realize the plane deal. That's that's crazy. I mean, yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. when you were saying the guy said the motor is underpowered. I'm like, I think the one time you want to make sure you're not underpowered is if you're in a plane. Like, that's a bad yeah. time to be like, oh man, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just the rate, the rate of climb was so slow on it. He says, just you know, now it's so, so much better. That's good. But, you know, and he says they were using the the, the and then a lot of times they'll use those Rotax engines, those uh-huh. two cycle Rotax engines. He says those things are they're noisy, they're smelly, and they they they're, they don't not they don't they don't run as smooth. And, and the fuel economy is so terrible on a two cycle motor. Oh yeah, that's why they they really like these commands, you know, and they and. The problem is they hang everything on the on the crank on that thing, and uh, that one of those the ones that Rotax, and that's actually a belt drive from the crankshaft down to the to the prop, you know. Uh-huh. And, and and you know how much you know about props and like that, or how many people know about that? You know the diameter prop, you can only turn the prop so many RPM because you can't you can't go past the speed of sound at the tip of the prop, you know. Mm-hmm. So to get more speed, you need a bigger and more aggressive prop, you know. So yeah, it takes horsepower then. Yeah, that takes more horsepower. <laughs> That plane stuff is way over my head, literally. Bada boom. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. I'll take the I'll take the cheap I'll take the puns all day. But yeah, that's I mean that's yeah. crazy that they're you know and there's something that you guys have tried. So if you got something kind of wild and crazy that you've kind of thought about doing, you know, don't be afraid to give them a call and say, hey, what about this? You know, what about this project, this idea? Because you guys kind of <laughs> take on, I know in years past you guys have taken on some kind of more wild projects to you know to see what you can do. And I think that's, I mean, that's part of, part of business is, you know, diversifying and trying to find, okay, where, you know, oh, lawn tractor pulling is slow in this time of year. So you started doing winter, winter pulling, which now you said that's where, where you guys pull the most. Where are you guys pulling this winter at? Uh, well, the uh, first pull we go to is in October. We go to Princeton, Princeton, Indiana, which is down by uh, Evansville, basically. Okay. 
And then the next poll after that, in November, we go to um, Liberty, Kentucky. Liberty, Kentucky would be down there by south of Lexington, Kentucky a little bit. Um, it's down there about half between Lexington, Kentucky and the Tennessee border. Okay. And then uh, then in, don't do any poll in December because usually the weather can be bad. So we go out there in January, go to um, Springfield, Ohio. And then after that, we go to uh, White Pine, Tennessee, which is over by Morristown, Tennessee. Wow. It's kind of, Morristown and White Pine is kind of like Davenport, Bettendorf thing, you know? Okay. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, it's separated by the interstate. And uh, mm-hmm. so we go there. And then, then in uh, March, we'll go over to uh, see the first of March. We'll go over toward the first of March. We go to, uh, um, see the, I'm trying to think of the thing here. We go to uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, to the uh, farm show complex here. They have a big pole there. Mm-hmm. And then we get back from there, but then we go up to Waterloo, Iowa. There's a pull up there the week after that. And then the week after that, we go to a pull in Richmond, Kentucky, which is just outside of Lexington. Lexington and De- Be- Rich- Richmond is like next to each other about, you know. Okay. So, so, really, so that's, kind of our, that's that kind of our summer. That's our winter series then, you know. So you kind of, once you get kind of going, especially after the first of the year, you guys are kind of gone, you know, you're kind of bouncing yeah. around place to place and. Right. That's good. That's a lot of. That's crazy. Now, how many like how many tractors do you take with you? Do you just take a couple now, or do you take you know? I don't yeah, know yeah. Uh, we 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 used to take four, but my uh, my two boys moved to Colorado, so they're not going to come to every poll. So we're just going to take if they're going to show up. I can take. Uh, we have one, two, three tractors we can take. If they don't show up, I'm just going to take about one or two for myself to ride because I can't. That's too much work to do otherwise. So <laughs> yeah, trying to get trying to get all the tractors together, and yeah, you get basically yeah. you have to bring a crew with you, and then you're kind of defeating the purpose of. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and we're still trying to sell the parts yet too, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you put it so now. Do you take? I know you you used to take a lot of parts with you when you go to these polls. Do you still do that a lot, or do you more just take mostly it's just for um like you know online sales and stuff? Yeah, well, we yeah we what we do you know we you know our online catalog. If you buy anything over seventy five dollars, it's free shipping. So we we figured let's just take a few parts with. They can you know if somebody wants a part, they can just you know just. We can ship it out when we get back, you know, you know, they yeah. take the order that way or they just order online. Yeah. Anyway, but some people want to, you know, you know how, you know, those hobbies are that some, some, some of the husbands will have their secret, secret stash of money so that oh. mama deer don't know no. about it. Yeah. So they want to buy parts. So they'll buy parts. And then we got to ship to, we've got like a ship to their neighbor's house or their buddy's <laughs> house, you know, ship to the buddy's house. And yeah, never, but, but a lot of people, a lot of people know the, the, the routine. They call us ahead of time and then we'll bring them with, you know, have yeah. wrapped up these pace to the pole that way they can do it too. So yeah, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah. And it's, it makes a lot more sense. Cause yeah. I know what you were saying before, when you guys take a bunch of parts, it was like so much more work to get, not only were you trying to get your tractors ready, which can be a lot, you know, then you're trying to get all the parts right. and, you know, make sure someone's running the table and, you know, it's right, a lot easier right. just to go, we'll, we'll, we'll like mail them to you. And especially now with as fast as shipping is nowadays, you're like, you'll get it in yeah. a couple days, you know? And, so. and most people, most people call and say, Hey, I'm coming to that poll. Can you bring me, you know, so-and-so? No, actually a lot of times they'll pay for it in advance or they'll pay when they get there. But you know, mm-hmm. that, that makes nice. They just come up, Hey, I'm Joe Blow. You know, here's your box right here. So here's your box of parts you want. So yeah. it's already pulled. They, you know, all that hassle's gone. Yeah, so. that's 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 a lot easier. But yeah, so uh, yeah. I guess the closest one to us in the winter is Waterloo. So <laughs> yeah, right. Look at yeah, Waterloo's be the closest one. Yeah, yeah. We look at yeah. Waterloo, or again, we've had people. I know we have, we have people listening to the podcast that are from all over. So if mm-hmm. I know we have a couple people out in Pennsylvania, if you're thinking about that in the winter, check that out. That'd be you, Joe Lusk. I'm talking to you. I know you still listen. <laughs> it's a late model guy yeah. out of uh, on. The, he's more on the New Jersey side, but of, of Pennsylvania, right. he's out in that area. And we've had a couple guys from yeah. Ohio on there. So. Something that's a lot of fun yeah. in the winter because you don't have, not in the summer, you're sitting out in the blazing heat, you're inside at an arena, you know, 
Yeah. It's always a lot of Yeah, they're used all AV, you know? So, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a nice yeah. climate control, and you can kind of – probably makes it easier for your guys' mowers because you can kind of dial them in a little bit more for the right. conditions yeah. versus being like, well, what's the weather like today? Oh, it's crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, and we always figure out in the wintertime, hey, if you're cold, you go and put a jacket on the summertime. If it's just hot and sunny out, it's yeah. where you, you can't get cool, you know? Yeah, so. you're like, Ugh, that is terrible. <laughs> but yeah. yeah yeah so um like i said we'll put all the links in the description follow them on facebook they have midwest super cub on facebook they have some midwest horsepower so again midwest super cub is mostly primarily your pulling parts and all that stuff midwest horsepower is all of the above basically so if you has a, if it has a small motor in it it's under that heading and i see now you guys i mean you guys sell like head kits there so it's, it's a lot of bolt-on parts so right you don't have right. to be an engine builder to buy the stuff from them and be able to, it's not like you're going, I have to put, you know, it's a lot of stuff's like unbolt, pre-bolt. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so that's, that's kind of cool. And then again, too, if you have like something custom or crazy, um, let them know, like I said, stop up at the shop if you're in the area or give them a call. Um, I'll throw the business hours in the description, but again, if you go on Facebook, you're going to find all their information there. Um, I said, if you got something crazy going on, let me know too, because if you're building something crazy, I probably want to talk to you as well. Uh, Julian, thanks for coming on again. It's been really fun kind of learning more about this world of uh, between polling and lawnmowers and bikes and planes and boats. And I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get a, you're going to have someone, something with a train and then we can do the John Candy movie and we need a bus, but <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> we're so close to that. We're so close to that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, well, you know, Kyle, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. appreciate the offer. And I, I, I love doing this stuff. You know, I've been, yeah. Like this is my this is my forty eighth year of pulling garden dredgers and Jeez. you know I've been I've been a gearhead in my entire life like that so it, yeah it, that's I, cool I, I, yeah it's it's great to pick your brain on stuff because I said you've you've been around it long enough you know all the little you know you know all the stuff I said we'll probably maybe we'll talk this winter kind of midway through your season we'll kind of talk about what you've been doing or you know maybe yeah. like I said maybe yeah. we'll try and get up to Waterloo before like I said we can maybe bring the crew with us and maybe do some live streaming stuff and kind of bring that side of things so right but, right. Julian Stahl from Midwest Super Cub, Midwest Horsepower. Thanks for coming on again. Uh, This is Bibster Ginger. He'll be back next week. Bye.